When we stop operating out of dysfunction, we create space for freedom, ease, and joy. Join us as this powerhouse shares wisdom tips for all of us. Trapped by the belief that I'm not good enough, bound by the limitations and the lies that consumed my world, this was me. It wasn't until I took the biggest leap in my life to know and trust the power within. And it was at that moment I made a choice. My past will not define me anymore. Hello, I am Terry Carangela, and I know I am not alone in this. Over the years, I have found that the number one mistake that we make is that we get in the way of our own success story. Yes, I said it. On this show, together we'll tackle limiting beliefs, self-sabotage, getting stuck, fear, doubt, overwhelm, and the imposter syndrome. Join us on this journey designed to transport you beyond your limitations to a world where anything is possible. This is Talking with Terry. Hi, and welcome back to Talking with Terry, where we have powerful conversations to transform your life and your business. And I'm so excited. I just, this particular lady gives me some curiosity here. We have Ashley Ann with us today. She's known as King Ashley Ann. She's a talented biz owner public speaker, social media strategist. She's helped over 11,000 individuals monetize their social media with over 700 creating six-figure incomes. She's also currently worked with and helped 151 people create seven-figure incomes. And nine of her clients are consistently doing multi-million dollar months. Here we are with Ashley Ann today. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Well, and and just for the audience to know, um, she is she just reported that she's getting over laryngitis. So, you know, I we're gonna do what with what we have. So, thank you so much for being here and and being willing to 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 interview with us, even after just recovering from all of this stuff. Absolutely. So yeah, yeah, my voice is a little heavy. I sound like a toad. So. <laughs> But stay tuned with us because at the end, she's going to be like an opera singer. Here we are. (laughs) I love it. Okay. So out of curiosity, I'm curious, how did you get to be labeled or titled King Ashley Ann? Because I'm the best at what I do. I love it. I love it. it. Hasn't been anyone that we've come across yet that has the track record that I have. And Honestly, majority of my clients, unfortunately, you know, spent a significant amount of money, like thousands of dollars, going through other programs with other coaches and mentors, sometimes working, trying to get things to come to fruition for years. And I was just, they normally could come and work with me and they were like, how, how are you doing this? How how do we get this turnaround? And so it just, it just kind of stuck. It sounded right. It felt right. I said, yeah. We'll roll with it because I definitely uh, have dominion over anything that's happening inside of my territory. Um, and I'm a firm believer in, you know, you can speak to your day and tell your day what you want to see. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Okay, so tell us, you know, a little bit about you and how you got to be where you're at today on this journey. Honestly, I will say being consistent. People always say hard work. And hard work is a part of it, but I know so many people that work hard, if that makes sense. And they're still not getting the results that they would like, right? So it's a a combination of hard work and strategy, if I'm being honest. And and I say that because 
I feel like everybody listening probably knows someone that is one of the hardest people, working people, right, that they've ever met. People that work two and three jobs, you know what I mean? Like even some of our parents and stuff like that. And they still weren't able to accomplish some of the goals that they were looking to accomplish. So I've gotten very intentional, you know, over the past few years, uh, you know, just saying it's not just hard work, right? It's hard work and it's strategy together. And so um, I started off with my event design and production company and won a bunch of awards, ended up working my way up on that. But in my master's program, I was taught to be a traditional marketer. Um, And so what I mean by that, you know, like radio ads and TV and billboards and mailers and, you know, mass marketing, right? You be everywhere just in case someone thinks that they want to utilize your services that they have that that you come to mind. And, you know, it honestly was not working for me the way I felt like it should have been compared to social media where I was able to post, you know what I mean? And this is before content marketing was deemed content marketing, but that's essentially what I was doing back then, just kind of giving helpful information, tips, answering questions for clients. But social media wasn't costing me anything outside of if I decided to run ads. And yet it was turning me over consistent clients. And then other event industry professionals would come in and start asking me for tips and advice. And then other people that were outside of the event industry started coming to the trainings and the classes. And I honestly, uh, I'd always have people come and ask me for advice, but there was this one particular lady and she had a business coach that she was spending $5,000 a month with, but this girl got to a point, she was literally calling me every day. And so finally I just asked her, I said, well, why are you calling me? You have a business coach like my, and she said, because everything you tell me, everything you tell me works. And I had several people give me that sentiment. And I finally honestly kind of got tired. I was like, well, I'm doing all this work and all these people are getting paid to do it that aren't me. So that's how I got into the consultant side and opened up the social media agency. You know, we started doing ads and running funnels and, you know, helping clients create return paths. And really, though, I prefer teaching clients. Like, I can do the work for you, but I always tell everybody I'm expensive. Like, I'm worth my money, though. (laughs) Like, you're going to make your money back. But even if you want to outsource or hire someone, you have to understand the process of how all this stuff works. One, to keep yourself from getting hustled, right? I think everybody knows somebody that's gotten scammed in these streets. And then number two, it helps you when you are directing someone or saying, this is what I want to accomplish. If you truly understand your brand, if you truly understand your client base, if you truly understand what's going to make them make a move and everything just kept on going from there, girl. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So in this journey, and you've created a massive company in this, in this journey, what has been, um, your biggest challenge, your barrier, or the block that you've had to overcome to get to where you're at today? Myself. <laughs> <laughs> I know we all say that. We all say that. But what, in what aspect? What, what aspect of yeah. that? And, and I'll say this, you know, I had to deal with people having issues with me because I'm a woman, right? So you got to deal with sexism. I had to deal with racism because I'm Black. I had to deal with ageism because I started my company when I was 21 and people just kind of felt like I was a kid and, you know, I didn't know anything. But the biggest thing I feel like for me, even though with all of that, getting to a point where I was not 
over committing myself to things, right? And what I mean by that is people would come and they needed help with like a project or a task or, you know, they got questions or they need like a a shoulder to crown. And I don't mind being that, but I can't do that if it's going to be a detriment to me. And Mm so I was operating in dysfunction for a very long time and I was burnt out and I was worn out because I was trying to do so many things. And in the process, what happens is your business, your vision, your goals, your personal life starts to suffer because you don't really have any time or energy left for you. And so I was kind of like, I went through a period for a couple of years. I was like just skating, skating by, like I was getting stuff done, but I was always getting everything done at the last minute. And it was like running from one room to the next to put out a fire. And that's not, <laughs> that's not really the type of life, you know what I mean, that you want to be living. And what good is making a ton of money if you're always stressed and you don't have time to enjoy it? And so I had to, I know it sounds wild, but I had to learn how to say no sometimes or yeah. tell people I can assist you, but I have to do it later because I got to take care of this, you know, initially. So that was a big struggle for me. And then being, you know, Southern, you're taught to be hospitable. You don't want to hurt people's feelings. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, it was, but it was like, literally, I kept ending up in situation after situation after situation where I was getting the short end of the stick or things weren't happening the way they were supposed to, or people weren't, you know, coming through with the things that they had committed to. And I was just like, you know what, like if I can get to the point and again, I love helping people like at the core of me, that's who I am. But I also had to learn it has to be in balance and like, yes, you can help someone, but maybe there's only a lot amount of time. Right. Yeah, I can come, but I can come from 12 to three. You know what I'm saying? I can't yeah. come day from eight in the morning to, you know, yeah. 11 o'clock at night, every night. I may can give you one night that week. That's a long day like that. But I can't do that every day because. I have my own projects. I have my own clients. I have my own classes. I have my own material that I need to be able, you know, to learn. And then I was always taking care of everything for my clients. And so that left me like very little time for myself. And during that period, like I didn't see like a dip in in revenue and profits, but it was pretty stationary. It was like stagnant because I literally did not have the space to learn something new or execute on new things or be able to do proper reviews and analysis with my own stuff because I was like, you know, all out here with everybody else's stuff. So, so and I think this is, and I think this is, I think this is such, I love that we're having this conversation because I think, and I love that you said I was operating in dysfunction, right? And I think there's a lot of entrepreneurs and it doesn't matter if you're starting out, if you're in that growth space, because anytime we go to that next level, there does feel like there's more energy exerted into that growth phase. Right. And, and so I'm curious from kind of that perspective, you know, what were some of the things that you felt were helpful? Yes. Saying no. Right. And I think that's a, that's a tough one for entrepreneurs because we want to be all things to all people at all times. And it's just not realistic. And we'll, you know, we won't take care of ourselves. And, and I think it's just this, this vicious cycle that happens. So what are, help us unpack that a little bit more about that transition for you and, and how were you aware of it? You know, take us through some of those steps for you. Um, so the biggest thing is, uh, again, I just got tired of always being tired. <laughs> 
kind of always yes. And when I say I'm a person that performs very well under pressure, and I think most entrepreneurs have that in common, we perform extremely well under pressure. And that's a good thing, but it's also a bad thing because you will find yourself being under the gun more often than not because you know you can handle it or you know it's going to work out, right? Yeah. Um, the thing, I don't want it to work out by the skin of my teeth. So I got tired of feeling like there wasn't ever really enough time, if that makes sense. That was yeah. the thing. Yeah. And then the second thing, that I started incorporating was just telling people, well, I'll do my best. You know what I'm saying? Like that was big for me. I'll do my best or like putting a limit on it. Like, yes, I can assist with that. I can do this, this, this specifically. Cause the problem with me, I may have been doing that and I get there and saw that people needed help with a bunch of other stuff. And now here I am doing 20 other things that I wasn't supposed to do because I want someone's event to go well, or I yeah. want someone to get the good result. Or, you know, I don't want someone to be in a bad spot or stuck because they don't have anyone else right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. But learn to like literally limit this and say, yes, I can help with this, but I can help with this from this time to this time. Or I can help in this particular way. Or if I'm not sure, hey, if I have some time after, you know, I complete my other commitments or obligations, I'll be happy to call. I'll be happy to help out. So getting comfortable with that. And it was very uncomfortable for me initially. But I also had to think, I don't know how to say this without it sounding like crass, but you, <laughs> some, of, some of us get to a point, there's not anyone else around us that can assist us, if that makes sense. And yeah. so you have to make sure that your ship stays afloat. And so I'll <laughs> use, use the example, like, let's say financially, let's say I'm having a tough month, right? So my expenses are like over a hundred thousand dollars a month, like just for the company in between, yeah. like in between. And this is just one of the companies with like payroll softwares, our marketing and our advertisement. It probably costs about $1.8 million to run that particular company. Right. I'm not talking right. about my expenses as far as like, you know, going to get an outfit or shoes or something like that. Yeah. About like legitimate things just to keep stuff running the way it's supposed to. Yeah. That I, I'd gotten to a point at one point in time, I had the realization that if I was not able to keep my ship, ship afloat because I'm dedicating too much time and resources to other people, who was going to help me? Like, who could I call and say, hey, can I, can I borrow, you know, half a million dollars because I need to be able to get through, you know, the next, the next quarter or the, you know what I mean? Or the next yeah. quarter, and, you know, I'll, I'll be able to pay it back in six months, but literally that. There wasn't anyone that I could call at that time that would say, yes, like there are people that have <laughs> heart that they want to give to. They may be like, okay, girl, I can't give you a quarter of a million dollars, but you can come sleep on my, you know, couch or I, you know, you come get some, get a dinner from me. You know what I mean? Or, and they may be like, you know, I got five on it. I got five on it. I got 20 on it, but not really being, so having that realization of yeah, literally, I cannot afford to keep operating it this way. Because if I have a slip up or if I make a mistake or if I run into a brick wall, who is there to be able to assist me? So I had, you know, kind of having that like sobered me up. And I was like, ooh, I was like, okay, we got to make sure like, yeah, I can assist, but I got to keep my stuff moving the way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you're a role model to others too. If we, if you're not doing it, you know, how are we teaching others to do it? And so I think that's a, a fabulous realization of like making sure that, you know, if, if 
if I'm just giving away my services or if I'm giving away my time, that is your biggest asset that you have yeah. to give. And so making sure that you have these safeguards and in, 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 in check. And I think too, as a business owner that, you know, when I, I had ran my business, you know, for, for gosh, almost 20 some years without ever having a line of credit and because yeah. I never needed it. Right. And so, but it was one of those things for me, I was like, my, when my, um, when my old, um, uh, uh, bookkeeper says, you know, Terry, you should probably look into a line of credit. And she's like, it's best to get one when you don't need one. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I'm That's so perfect. grateful that I listened to her, you know, at that time, because, you know, it's, it's given this money, um, as a resource, you know, in, in, in places where, you know, I couldn't just call someone up and say, Hey, can you loan me a hundred thousand, you know? Um, yeah. and so making sure that we put in those, those kind of those safeguards as we grow and expand our business, because as we get bigger, we do have more expenses. We do have more liability. We do have more um, responsibilities. We do have, we just have more, we have more risk involved. And if something falls through the cracks, you know, and if we don't have those safeguards, it could, it could be the detriment of our business. And, and yeah. it's so hard to do this. Like why, you know? Yeah. So me having a realization was like, you know what, it's okay to not be able to do everything. And yeah. I wish the realization sooner. And I'll be honest, I don't know if the not wanting to tell people no or not wanting people to not wanting people to be disappointed. I kind of feel like part of that though is the socialization that we get as women, you know, from the time that we're girls. And so that was really, that was a big challenge for me. Honestly, I had to work on that for like years before I could get to the point where I could be, you know, confident yeah. in the decision and not feel bad, if that makes sense. Like yeah. that was, that was a struggle for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree with you. I think as women, I think that, you know, it's, it's interesting that you said that because like I moved into a new space into my, where my studio is currently and the owner of the company, the owner of the building, he was just like, oh my goodness, now we're going to have two girls here in the, in the building. And I'm like, who are you talking about? Like, I don't don't know who you're talking about, but it's just that like, but it's that, that, that piece of it. Right. And I was like, wait, I I don't know who he's talking about. Oh, oh, he's talking about me. Oh, okay. I didn't know there was boys running this show. I don't, you know, it was just, yes. And it's really, you know, allowing ourselves to step into that power, but, you know, in in all honesty, you know, when we look at mentors, when we look at people that have done it, you know, who do we, you know, there's not a lot of women, black women, you know, being at your level. Right. And so who are these mentors? Who are these people to look up to? Because, you know, we, we don't necessarily have always the greatest role models to, to, to mirror after. Yeah, it's true. And so that is, I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful that you, you whenever, whenever you that? Did it. it was always shocking though. Cause you're like, we're, we're in like 2000 and we're in the 2020s and like, but you still are met with kind of like that traditional or almost archaic thought for as far as thought pattern, like, you know, like women can't, do these things. And I'm not saying as a woman, we can do everything that a man can do. I'm not saying that, but there's so many things that we're capable of. And there are also some things that women, we do better than men. And yeah. that, and that's okay to get comfortable with that and to acknowledge that. 
Yeah. Well, I am so grateful that you've stood in your power and, and overcome that. And I think that's just uh, an inspiration for folks that are listening in is, you know, it doesn't matter. I mean, we've all, I think every single one of us as a business owner have had to overcome some sort of either personal or business challenge block barrier in order to get where we get to where we're at now. And I think that those are those lessons. Those are the things that, you know, I think that we come here on this planet to overcome, to set a new path, to set a new precedence, to, to light the path for others, you know, and be the inspiration for others to, to follow your footsteps and, and, and so much more. Right. And so thank you for, for powering through this. And I think that, you know, for folks that are listening into this, and I think that we have not talked necessarily about this concept that you just laid out is how do we get away from that dysfunction? How do we stop it? So do you have a tip, a tool, a technique that you have found to be, you know, powerful and really loving, leveling up your company? Yeah. So I'll be honest, it's really simple, <laughs> but a lot of people don't do it. Time blocking. Time blocking is like your best friend. It's not sexy, you know, it's not <laughs> it is, but it, it efficiency. It creates consistency and it will give you the space that you need as an entrepreneur to be able to decompress sometimes um, and actually be able to get your wits about yourself so that you can make the proper decisions and, you know, uh, create the right strategies and partner with the right people and those sorts of types of things. So the easiest way to time block that I teach people, pick a day and designate it for different things. And that doesn't mean that you do that all day. But so for instance, like it's Friday today when you and I are talking, right? So this is like my real estate slash site visit day. So I'll go check on some of the executive rental properties. I actually, I'm picking up the keys to a new warehouse. I'm excited. We have run out of space. So we got a brand new, like 11,000 square foot facility. So getting all of that stuff, you know, ran down and together. Then we have a couple of like the rental properties, you know, that we um, they're in process of renovation. So like Fridays though, unless it's an emergency, I'm not doing that stuff outside of Friday, right? That's my designated day for that. So Friday from one o'clock on, I'm out and about and that is designated for that. And then for instance, like, Tuesday, oh, we joke and we call it Talk Tuesday in my company. So Tuesday is the day I take all of our discovery calls, any type of onboarding with our new clients happen that day. If I have to do some type of schedule, like, you know, assessment or consultation, or maybe we're doing like an audit on their funnel or something, I schedule Tuesdays for that because it gives me some type of structure. Instead of stuff just kind of all over the place. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's the first thing I would say to anyone um, if you're not time blocking, try it out for like 90 days. You're going to be really surprised at how it helps you in your life. Then, once we kind of get into, you know, you have your designated days of your big kind of task or recurring things for the week, then you're going to get into time blocking for the day. And again, it isn't sexy, but it, it works for so many people. So literally, I, I am a huge proponent of time blocking. I'm it's like, because it, and it gives you consistency, you know, like when you're like, okay, Wednesdays are my, you know, my, my discovery call day, or, you know, it, it just gives you, you know, Thursdays are my client day call, you yeah. know, my client calls. And it just gives that, 
one more peace of mind, but it just gives that overall structure. So, and I, and I, I, I again, I, we want to be able to create, um, what, what we are creating that structure so that we can create freedom. Right. right. And so for me, like, I love my spontaneous time, but I've, but I've structured my day so that it creates more time for play, creates more time yeah. for, you know, the, the things that, that are really important to me, like my family, my friends, you know, things like that. So I'm a, a huge proponent of, of what you're talking about. And I love that the designated days and then within the days, time blocking within the days as well. Yeah, um, so and, ex- and especially if we have calendars, because I think folks that have calendars, we open it up and we're like, oh, anyone can schedule anywhere. But if you, yeah. when you're time blocking, it makes it so easy to pair that up with your calendar system mm-hmm. that says, these are only the chunks of time that you're available to take those calls. And that, and that's that. And I would recommend even inside of there, like time block your time for yourself. So if you need time to get up in the morning and go work out, or you need to meditate, or you need to pray, if you like to mosey in the morning, you know, you need some time because you know, the back end of your day gets hectic. So you want to take your first couple hours, have your coffee, watch the news, uh, maybe call your mom or something. I don't know, spend time with your kids, whatever. But you can put that in your schedule the same way you would schedule a client call or a meeting. So that way, you know, you have time for that. And once that's wrapped up, okay, let's go look in the email inbox for an hour. Now we're going to take the next hour of the day and we're going to return calls. Then maybe I'm going to take a 20 minute break so I can get out and walk around the block a couple of times and get some air. All right, I've done that. Now I'm going to come back in and I'm going to get to uh, maybe contracts, reviews, maybe uh, it's bill payment time. I don't know, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah putting that in the day and having a hard stop, right? Yes. And even sometimes, again, it's not sexy, but you may need to schedule a date night. You may need to schedule your girl's night. Like you may right. need to, yeah. you know, like, no, Thursday night from seven to 10, I'm going to hang out with my friends and we're going to eat sushi and, you know, and drink wine or whatever, whatever it's going to be. <laughs> yeah, no. Literally creating that space. And then, like you said, it instantaneously lets you know, okay, well, I have three hours that I can dedicate to helping someone or doing this other project. I can fit in this uh, volunteer class during this time in this day. And so now you're able to, to, I feel like, be more in synergy where you're like, okay, things are flowing right for me. They're moving right for me. I don't feel overwhelmed. And I'm still able to create some type of time for work. I'm able to create time for family. I'm able to create time for myself. Like you said, when you can be spontaneous during those times, it's like, oh, great. I got this block of time. I can do whatever I feel like now. Yeah. I've been structured. I put in my time. Yes. Let me go yeah. and be, be one with myself at this point in time. So time blocking was a big game changer for me and an easy way for me to be able to, you know, essentially get out of my own way. And so literally if somebody asked me, hey, I got such and such and such going on, you know, can, can you help me move or can you assist with uh, this particular event or can you donate XYZ to me? Well, what time do you need it? When is the setup? When is XYZ? Well, actually I can come and I can set up at this time. I can get this done over here. Yeah, I can help you move, you know, on Saturday from 12 to three, but don't be late girl. Cause I got to leave right at three. Cause I, you know, I got other stuff going on and it, it helped me to not feel guilty. Because yeah. when I look at my calendar, how I was living my life before, oh, it was a mess. There was literally never any time for me myself. Like literally nine times yeah. to go for a walk. I remember <laughs> at one point in time, 
I had an assistant and she had scheduled my calls like so close back to back to back. I literally didn't even have time to get a drink of water or go to the restroom. And I had to message them and I was like, y'all do realize like I'm a human being. Yeah. Like, I <laughs> Not a machine. <laughs> I need yes. facilities. Uh, I, I may need 15, 20 minutes in the day to like take a phone call. Like it, yeah. it was so crazy that it was yeah. just like the time in your schedule, we're going to fill up every little block. And, you know, I, I had felt, I feel like I fell victim to grind culture or hustle culture where it's like, you know, we're supposed to work nonstop. You sleep in your day. Like if you're going to be successful, you are going to have to work a bit harder than the average bear. But again, this is why I say, you know, having some strategy behind it is not really just hard work because I was doing all that hard work before, but I was not progressing as fast as I do now. And I still, I do think I probably still work a bit harder than the average bear, but, you know, I have more structure and I'm not working myself to death. And when I need to take a break or go to sleep or have a vacation, if I need to, you know, go out on a jog. I have time to do that. I have time every day in my schedule where I can wake up, do my gratitude chants. I can meditate. I can pray. When it's not too cold outside, I actually go out to the park, go for a walk. I have time where I'm able to do that, come home, do my hygiene, you know I mean, have a cup of tea, and then yeah. get myself settled into my day and get into it. I love it. I love it. And this is such a great reminder for all of us to just really take the time. And we're at the, we're at the, by the time this airs, we'll be still close in that first quarter. And so again, it's a good reminder to kind of do a reset, reevaluate what is your, what's working, what's not working on your calendar. Yeah. How do we incorporate some new habits, some new, new processes. And, and, and thank you. Cause this is just a, it's a reminder for me. And I actually, I wrote a little note for myself going, you know what, Terry, let's go look at my time blocking because, you know, I'm walking evolves and I just like, I'm going to go just make it, make sure that what's what worked last year for me is working this year. So I'm just, thank you. I'm going to, I'm going to go do my own homework this weekend and just reevaluate. Like I have these time plunked. Does this, does this still make sense? Because I just added a new project and I'm like, you know what? I think I need to, I need to tweak some things. So, you know, if you have been time blocking, you know, you might need to go back and, and tweak it. So thanks for that reminder. And, and Ashley, it's been an absolute delight to have you on. Um, where can people connect with you? I'm at King Ashley Ann everywhere. My favorite platforms right now are probably TikTok and YouTube, even though Instagram is my biggest platform and I'm there, but I'm having <laughs> a lot of fun on TikTok and YouTube and growing those new accounts over there. Um, I think I'm close. I gave myself a year to hit 100,000 followers on TikTok. I'm under the year and I'm like at 89.5. So I think I'm going to make it. Um, I love it. So, so yeah, so it's a lot of fun there. And then also what I'm doing this year, once a month, I've committed to once a month is normally on a Sunday. I am doing a free training and it's not an ever webinar y'all. It's actually me. We're there, but you got to be, now you got to put a big amount of time in your calendar for this training. Um, Cause it's like a three to five hour. It's a real training. It's not a bunch of fluff on how you monetize social media. It's actually breaking down the softwares, the processes, how you build your followers, finding your target audience, how to create the proper offer for that market, um, how to figure out what language they're using, all those sorts of types of things. So it's really an overview of how does this actually work? How do you actually make money through social media and digital channels? And so I want to make sure that I get a link for your audience. So if they want to attend that, that they can Perfect. come to your training. Yeah, normally it's like a workshop when I do it in person, it's like $2,500. 
And I was like, I'm going to do it for free at least once a month this year because there's so much misinformation out yeah. there comes to actually monetizing social media when it comes to making money through a digital market and the digital spaces aren't going anywhere. So even if you have a service or a traditional brick and mortar business and not a cash flow business, you still literally have to know how to market properly online, how to build up your community and how to convert those people. So love it. Yeah. So I'll make I sure love it. So grab me this link and then we'll, we'll make sure that we put that into the show notes before yeah. we launch this. And um, thank you, Ashley, for just being the light in the world. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And you are like quite delightful. And I like your fun energy and your cute earrings too. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you. Fabulous earrings. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I am so grateful that you joined us for this episode. If you've enjoyed this, then I invite you to connect further with me at talkingwithterry, that's T-E-R-I dot com. If you're finding yourself falling victim to the hustle and grind culture, stop. (laughs) There is a better way. Ashley shared some great reminders. First, say no. I recently saw a research study that stated that successful individuals say no more often than not. Number two. Time block. Designate your days to take back your days. Now, if you're like our next guest and you're ever curious about understanding why we do what we do, our next guest is going to share us a little bit about our human design. Stay tuned.